0: Got good like, eh? This out on you, this out on your cow. Welcome,
1: foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure.
0: Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast.
1: It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated.
0: And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever every year podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see
1: all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com.
0: You got the right stuff, baby. Wow. <laughs> I can't even remember the name of this show half the time, right? Well, until I say it, and then you automatically sing it at me. Sing it every single time. Mm. Every single time. There's also um, that Weird Al Yankovic version of it that's like, you got the white stuff (laughs) in the middle of this Oreo. (laughs) Jeez. Anyway. Anyway. We're talking about the Right Stuff movie on <laughs> Disney+. Plus.
1: Well, it's a series now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a mini-series
0: almost. I don't know how long it's going to go. Do you know how long? It's an eight-part series. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so there's only eight parts, and there's two parts out already that they released out on October 3rd, I think it was, that they released. And so I was really excited about it. I love this space program. Yeah. And really, I think... um. You know, there's been a lot of There's Actually, the reviews on it so far have been mixed. Really? By everybody but me. Oh. <laughs> Steve's been clapping and everybody else is going, well. Completely that. Yeah, we watched the first episode and I was like, I love this. I am all about the show. I yeah. thought that it was. Did you remember watching any of it? Yeah, I do. I do. I The thing about it that I
1: find interesting is that I had just recently watched Hidden Figures. Ah, before we started watching this we
0: have been watching a lot of hidden figures
1: which i think is interesting because it's a completely different look at the same group of people
0: that is so true
1: so you look at hidden figures which is about the computers and the people on the science side putting these people up into space right um and then the first episode of the right stuff that i watched with you was on the other side of these people saying we need to find people crazy enough to let us strap them to a rocket and shoot them out of the atmosphere, right? Yeah. And very what good kind point. of what kind of person does it require to do something like that? You know? Yeah. Um, because I I very clearly would not be that person. No. <laughs> just just by looking at the test they had to go
0: through originally, I'd be like, nope. That was literally how we spent the whole first episode. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm as soon out. as I saw them <laughs> spinning in the chair, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And that's not even to say that I mean they picked the, the test pilots throughout all of the, you know, military. Uh, military forces across. Right. And so they're picking like the craziest of all crazy people, you know. Yeah. And and now we're like, hey, we got something even better for you. This thing called NASA. How about this, y'all?
1: Well, and I think the, the space program, what it attracted, apparently, uh from watching this is the people who delight in adventure and being the first and new frontiers and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, That's the kind of person you need to bring into a space program and say, yeah, it's going to be terrifying, but you'll be the first person in space, you know? And we, we know from history that we aren't the first people that get into space. Ah uh, yeah. However,
0: spoiler. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, come on, if you didn't know that. Right? I mean, anyway, one of my favorite punchlines. I just love saying that nowadays. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh,
1: so it's interesting uh because this show isn't uh, necessarily about the science even. Uh at least the first episode wasn't. Right. The first episode was really about the turmoil going on in the lives of the people that are trying to get into the space program. Yes. um, Which is an interesting
0: route to take on those sort of things. Very much so. It is a show all about the drama and the lifestyles behind the program and basically how we've built these people to be, um, you know, American heroes. But in reality, they're you know maybe not so much (laughs) they can still be heroic but they're definitely not perfect they they definitely have another side to them that was not what was presented to us at the time and not what you know we aspire to be as as you know much before me but what they were teaching kids about you know that kind of thing sure so it is that more realistic look about it yeah um so, you know, episode two, same is a little bit less than the first one, but it is more in the, along those veins, but that's exactly what all the critics are saying. It's like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes and everybody's like, you know, it's, um, uh, that it's cliche and, and whatever oh, um, really? a lot of people are saying that it's visually stunning, it but is. they've already did a show about this back in 1983, apparently there oh, was a they? show called, uh, the right stuff based on a book from 1979. Oh. Um, so this is based on the same thing. I'm assuming exactly right. It's based off of the book that came out back then. And so then now they've like, Oh, so it was a book and then they're like, Oh wait, let's make it into a two hour movie. Oh wait, let's make it into an eight hour mini series. Okay. Apparently it's that, but I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. Well, you're a big fan of the space stuff in general. And that's, I think the reason I love it so much is that every show we've ever seen about space, um, just fascinates me I just love I mean it's absolutely mind-blowing yeah. and the same because I was thinking the same thing that we saw what was it called the first man or the uh, do you remember this last year oh yes I believe it was the first man wasn't I think that's it? what it was called loved it also the only thing I didn't love about it is, is that movie specifically and I hope that's not the case about this show the thing I didn't like about that is that they added parts to the show to make it more dramatic mm. and you're like oh that's an incredibly moving part, but to find out that it was completely fake, you're like, what as if getting How to the you? moon in the first place,
1: wasn't dramatic enough. <laughs> you had to add in his leaving you know, a little car his on daughter moon or something. Yeah. His something daughter's like
0: bracelet or whatever. And you're um, like, that's so touching, but completely fake and How not fake.
1: You. Yeah. 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 And so this is what I find interesting about this show is that um, we don't, I mean, I personally don't know how much we actually know about what was going on in their lives. Obviously, they didn't keep a, a written record of all the conversations they had during the time period. So uh, I wonder what the families of these people think seeing this stuff depicted Yeah,
0: this way. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it would be interesting to find out. I feel like the person that wrote the book... Um, Back in the seventy nine, mm-hmm. had un- had a lot of access to the astronauts and had sure. an inside picture of it, and maybe that's what the critics are hating about it as well. They're just saying that it's like you know already been told, mm. but to an older generation that might be true, or people that lived through that, it might be right. true. But for people, I had I wasn't around when we landed on the moon, right? <laughs> so, to, and I wasn't
1: around for the seventy nine version personally. Right? Yeah,
0: so I'm very excited that they are doing a new new version of it. Um, For us to see that potentially is a little bit more in depth and a little bit more our speed of sorts, you know, so and
1: it's definitely not. I wouldn't from what I saw, it definitely isn't what I would call. um, I don't want to say not family, but it's definitely not a young kids type of
0: film. Yeah, They're saying a grittier, realistic look of the astronauts Mm. is what they're calling it. And I'm okay with that.
1: Sure, I mean because they were real people, so there's no reason to shy away from that. But you do they they have said they've said a couple swear words, if I'm not mistaken, um, and there is talk about uh, one of the astronauts' marriages being in danger, and oh yeah, you know Lots things like that. that. And so it is it is exactly that a more realistic look at what these people who were lauded as heroes and perfect people were really going through during a time period that was so tumultuous
0: in the United States. Um, yeah, they said it was be- the beginning of the Cold War, right? And th- there was a whole, there was really that was part of the reason that we were fighting so hard is against Russia and about their accomplishments and that kind of thing as well, right? Um, some critics have called it that. They said basically it's what would happen if Mad, if the movie Mad Men could go to the outer TV space. show Mad Men, yeah, 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 the TV show, if, if, if it's that in outer space oh okay
1: <laughs> i mean i i've not watched mad men but i assume it probably takes place during the same time period yeah, right now I totally want to watch it yeah
0: <laughs> yeah uh,
1: people that. seem to love mad men so what's wrong with exactly, this exactly right? this one's mad men with
0: space and this is part of what i love about it i love that mid-century um vibe about a lot of you things. You do like that vibe. I didn't think I did until just recently. Now I discovered that I do and I'm like oh I love it. Give me a big old metal classic car.
1: Ooh. Oh Get we excited. are not getting one of those.
0: Which by the way this is one of the things I'm just going to put it out there. If you haven't seen it you can stop now. It's an episode two. We recently just watched the um, Jerry Seinfeld comedians getting coffee with cars. Comedians thing. and cars
1: getting coffee. Thank you. With <laughs> And they
0: were talking about the Corvettes right? Yeah. So in this last episode Apparently one of the astronauts goes to one of the Corvette dealers down in Florida and he's like, they're trying to negotiate a deal on how they're going to get it. I'm not going to use it because the car's only, I'm only here part time. Really? Can't I just borrow it for a while? And the guy says, I'll tell you what, I'm going to write down a number. The number is $1. And so he sells him the the uh, Corvette Corvette for a dollar. And then he says, we're sure happy to have you boys here. Right? So now he then... Or they're indicating that all the astronauts are going to be able to get a Corvette for a dollar, which, by the way, if this is a true story, brilliant. It's brilliant. Well, from what I understand, I mean, I've not researched it. We're giving all Corvettes. Right.
1: I've not researched it, but uh, if Jerry Seinfeld is a credible source, he said everyone that was in the space program during that time period drove this specific car. Yeah, because you can't get out of a rocket and drive home in a station wagon. You need something cool. Yeah. because you're yeah. you're flying a rocket into space. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And I think um, there was a lot of unease, like you said, it was the beginning of the Cold War. People were very nervous about Russia, what Russia was doing in space. Yeah, and so these uh, astronauts were seen as soldiers. They were seen as going very into the front line of yeah. defense against the Russians in this particular case so um, very much like how America has a lot of reverence for their regular soldiers their their soldiers they have now right these were the same kind of feel for these kind of uh, space Marines as it were uh, space soldiers that were
0: leading the charge in that direction yeah so and I still do even with the astronauts today they're going up to space you still think about that today and you're like why like, like good for y'all but well let's be honest now here's the problem that i have
1: with space movies and space shows something always goes wrong a lot of stuff goes wrong though all the time <laughs> and it's these are these are brilliant smart smarter than i will ever hope to be people building these things and doing the math and moving things around and you know, preparing for
0: these sort of things. And every time, yeah. every time. Well, remind me, I'm trying to remember exactly the. And if, I'm, if this is completely wrong, we're going to edit it out and do it again. Okay. But the space shuttle program, right? Like, what, wasn't there only like 15 or 20 times we used the space shuttle to go to outer space or something? Oh, I really and have no idea. I think we, had, we lost two during the, the last one. We and lost then, the Challenger. Yeah. If I'm remembering that right. So whatever it was, though, the odds, I remember reading one time, they're like, the odds are actually really horrible for,
1: um, well, but then like you look at other films like Apollo 13, where they did get up.
0: Oh my gosh. And then things go horribly wrong. One of my favorite movies for decades. It's still in my top five because I don't believe in favorite movies anymore. But if I did, um, you and I have very different favorite (laughs) movies.
1: Um, but in Apollo 13, you know, they get up and then things break and they have to work on getting them home. And it's those sort of things. And obviously for movies, it, it's better for the dramatics of it, Yeah, you know, Ooh, they're not going to make it back. Or are they, you know, for those of us that don't study history of the space program closely, we didn't know if they were going to make it back or not. I um, didn't know. No, well, well, I mean, we know now if they got back. Well, yeah. And when the movie came out, people knew if they got right. back, but I didn't know.
0: Yeah. It is interesting to hear about people say, well, that um, the cell phone that's in your pocket has like 7,000 times more computing program, the computing power than the first uh, astronauts we were sending to space. Basically. <laughs> right? They had
1: like a, they had like a calculator. They
0: had <laughs> nothing. they, calculator and a pedal legitimately (laughs) they were sketching out notes and they had the plastic things where they're anywho whatever those things were called yeah it was crazy but i tell you what when it comes to apollo 13 and she says um they asked for permission to put the cameras on her lawn and she says you can ask my husband he will be home on friday oh Oh, i want to cry just talking about it (laughs) don't cry (laughs) don't cry on the podcast (laughs) it's so very much but apparently the show was made by Leonardo DiCaprio is the executive producer and producer on the show. Oh, really? And it's his production company that is doing the right stuff, uh, TV series. Nice. And apparently I'm still trying to figure this out on the timeline and whatnot, because they were doing it, filming it back in 2017. Okay. And that was about the time that Disney bought National Geographic. So I can't confirm at, or deny, can't <laughs> confirm or deny at this point if it's, um, if, it was intended to go on National Geographic originally. I don't really know how shows are made in Hollywood, but mm. like I feel like he made it and then sold it to National Geographic. But Is it he, under the Nat Geo tab on Disney? It definitely is. Oh, and okay. it, they are calling it the first scripted TV show for Nat Geo and it's the first one oh, scripted okay. for it. and so for that reason I'm incredibly excited about like when I started hearing the commercials about it, it completely just blew me away. I said, Now what now? <laughs> I thought I was the only one watching that Geotab forever. I've been watching the the
1: Animal Kingdom on there. It's our
0: favorite tab now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm all about it. I'm super impressed
1: by the quality of the show for sure. It was completely unexpected. Yeah. Like you think uh, like, okay, I'm going to show my age here. But when you think miniseries, I think about like Stephen King's It and those sort of things that were on TV when I was a kid. And you can tell that the quality is not there right the money's not quite behind it the equipment itself isn't quite up to movie standards but we've come so far in those sort of uh, technologies mm-hmm. in the past few years that people can film things on their iPhones and it comes out looking as good as things filmed for f- movies
0: yes but we're also I've seen quality degrade we've all saw that. Um, the uh, Tyler Perry movie where they were... It was one of his like boo scary Halloween shows or whatever he did. Oh, sure. And it was so bad because you could see like the production lights in the back of <laughs> like while they were coming going through the scene and stuff. And you're like... You're
1: going to get us yelled at my people? It is true.
0: <laughs> it is so true that that is true. But my, we've seen um, Netflix shows too that are basically filmed in like a bedroom where like the cameras like cause right. shadows as they're moving right. the Christmas lights near horrible horrible
1: no and And you do have to you do have to appreciate good production design you have to appreciate people that make it a point to watch for continuity and people that um who write the scripts that it's not clunky or awkward to watch um it does take a lot of work to make something look professional so you don't want to downplay that in any way right um but I will say that when watching this, it does not feel it doesn't feel like a made-for-TV type of thing. Um, we've been really fortunate with Netflix and other, you know, Hulu and whatnot that they've been able to produce shows on such a high-quality level that other places are willing to put in the money to keep up. Yeah, and I think this is one of those
0: sort of productions. Thank goodness they did, because especially with the period piece as well. That if you don't really commit to it, it can become difficult to pull off everything that's needed for that work. I always wonder about that. Like when they have scenes of like a
1: lot of people and a lot of vehicles, Yeah, how, how do they manage to get that many vehicles
0: that look that way? Or is it all painted in digitally afterward? You know, no, a lot of times they have companies that will charge you rental fees on those cars mm. and the rental fees are like $1,500 a day. To, for a car to just sit there and then yeah. times it out by how many cars they need Ooh. and it gets to be expensive. There was an article that was written down in Florida when they were doing the filming back in 2017 that talked about the production. Um, and they said that Leonardo DiCaprio sprint $500,000 in two days of production on the show. Whoa! And that was for the Florida residents specifically. Mainly they had rent 209 hotel rooms for it oh. and that was expensive. Um, and then there was catering and everything else that was involved as well. Sure. They, they were like, this is why making movies is such an, a, an increase to local economies is because they're willing to put in the money. Because they dump $500,000 into the local economy. In two days. Like, and so and as they were estimating it to be $150,000 a day for production and it was two fifty. Wow. Um, and so who knows how many, I, I doubt it. I, how long do you think it would take to film such a thing at least? It would take a couple months, I would assume. Yeah, it would, right? Um, to do um, eight. I would assume though
1: that they would make it a point to film only outside and in Florida when they absolutely have to. And then you can film anywhere else for interiors. You don't need to be specifically anywhere for that.
0: Yeah. They, um, apparently filmed part of the movie on, I get this of all places, universal studios downstage oh, in right. Florida. Okay. Like, and so they said that there was literally like, you can hear coasters going by during part of it and stuff. No, I'm trying to determine if this is like, like how all of this works out, but it was the article that was written in the newspaper prior to the, you know, releasing how much the money was uh, that it was filmed. And then that makes me wonder too, then was cause that was right about the time Disney was coming involved. Yeah. If they're not going to be paying universal, would they?
1: I mean, universal and Disney have a very interesting relationship since Disney owns some of the properties in universal now, that they have to co-own those sort of things. Yeah. Um, but I I would be shocked. And I would love to see the timestamp of the time that you can hear a coaster going by in a professional production like that. I don't think they would allow that to happen.
0: I did recently just hear a story about here in, in Georgia when they were getting ready to do filming here. Uh-huh. And they went to a place and they said, oh, okay, you want us to film right next to an airport and a train track. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a great idea. And so it literally was going to be the end of production. And then they realized how quickly they could get from where they were at to the airport. Mm. And they said, oh, maybe we need to stay around for a couple more days. And then shortly thereafter, it was Pinewood was opened. Ah. Um, and so, um, yeah. Interesting the facts, though, that you're like... That, Movie making is always fascinating to me. It, it completely... It just seems so mythical in ways. But anyway. It doesn't seem like a real job sometimes. You're like, you did what? And I totally know the answer to this, but... If I asked you, would you be willing to go to outer space in this new world? Because we're now living in a world of like SpaceX where people are getting closer and closer to the average person where space. it's becoming
1: entirely plausible that some people, some general citizen will end up in space. The person our that lifetime. The,
0: Yeah. The, the first w- is alive today. Yeah. They're alive today in the United States, basically. And people have already put down million dollar deposits and so forth. On right. Like land spas and stuff. Right. Right. We are not these two people, right? No. Well,
1: unless you have some sort of su- horrific surprise for me, because it's 100% not something I would want to do. Um, I, I'm i not that old, but I feel like I've I've lived here long enough that the idea of jetting off into space maybe isn't the greatest idea for me. Um, and I'm not sure what other planet they're going to go to, but I they I think, say it takes years to get oh, to yeah. these other places. So i doubt they're gonna put some 60 year old man on one of these flights that's gonna
0: last oh sure 13 years to yeah get there, no the you first know. uh-huh no this is not happening <laughs> circle the moon for you know a quick you know for a just a fun date night or something yeah, yeah that's apparently what they're gonna do completely that i will say though that watching the space launch uh happen because yeah. that's becoming far more uh far more common i can't wait to see that yeah i can't wait I, i'd watch that all day long we need to head to florida mm-hmm. to watch one whenever it happens how old is that i'm moving to florida to watch the
1: space launch daily <laughs> i'd be okay i mean hey it. why not right um so the right stuff uh they have a new episode coming out weekly on Sometime. disney plus um I, i'm always frustrated by them not giving me an actual day that it comes out because then i end up just jumping on there and going it's a new no." Which is, is what they yeah.
0: want.
1: Well, but I don't watch anything else. I get mad and leave.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's just me, though. Uh, so, There's a few services that have been emailing me when the new stuff comes out that oh, makes that's me that's nice. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Uh, but the right stuff.
1: If you're into the space program or uh, anything around that time period that you find interesting, this might be a show for you. Uh, but it's like I always say... If you think you're going to put me in a centrifuge to make sure that I can go to the moon, I'll tell you right now, it ain't going to happen.
0: Follow my perfectly sculpted 2 finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com.
1: Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.